This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're listening to Comedy Central. Well, this is a bummer. What? What's going on? No longer hiring. It has been announced that Ken Jennings and Maim Bialik. Blossom. I call it Big Bang Theory. You call it Blossom. It's been announced that Ken Jennings and Big Bang Theory will host Jeopardy for the rest of the year, eliminating Roy Wood Jr. from the running of guest hosts this fall. Whatever. It's being reported that the timing of this will give Sony executives at least a couple of months to determine who the permanent host of the beloved show should be. This all comes after um, Mike Richards, former executive producer, was fired not only as host but also as EP after, you know, shady behaviors came to the surface. So don't they, still, don't they still air his episodes, the ones that he taped? Yeah, they only shot like four or five. They they didn't shoot a bunch. You just in there for a quick minute. I don't want to hear any of that. I think you're placating us. You did not put your name in the ring. Oh, but I have proof. I have proof. What is it? I have proof that I put my name in the motherfucking Jeopardy ring. How dare you disrespect me? Start the show. I got proof for you. Howdy days, I said so long to rain. I gotta keep my current form of employment because I got turned down for Jeopardy. Turn down for Jeopardy! <laughs> my name is Roy. This is my job fair. Happy Wednesday. Top of the hunt day to you. Uh, JG, how are you doing? Well, how are you? I like all of this, but I really want to get to the proof, so say hey to Ralph too. See, I'm sitting here now. You see why you you see why you being all fucking mm-hmm. type A right now. Mm-hmm. I was trying to give you some flowers. I was Which about were? to give you some flowers. I was yes. about to give you some funky ass flowers. <laughs> I didn't mm. gotta be funky. Some funky ass. They, flowers. they funky now. Mm. Third. <laughs> What it do? He comes to us from parts over in Dirty Jers, Sir Ralph the uh, Third. Flowers to you as well. I had a at a at a performance out in uh, New York City. Shout out to everyone who came out to City Winery mm-hmm. over the course of two nights to see me work out what will eventually be Imperfect Messenger airing October 29th, Comedy Central, the new third hour special. But Jacqueline, you know, Jacqueline came to New York. 
Mm-hmm. Jacqueline came in. The irony is that the whole job fair crew was in the building, and we didn't have time to tape an episode. We was like, I'll see you on Zoom. But you know, Jacqueline, I don't think you know just how beloved you are by people and how excited people get when they oh. meet you. She met the homie in uh Faven Fashazion, who was on a previous episode of Job Fair breaking down her life as a model and working at was it Abercrombie where they tricked her into being mm-hmm. the model for the brochure. Absolutely. Uh, But it was a good time. It was a good time. And you know, it was a good time because you never hear me come on this podcast and talk at all about some show I did. True. I'm thankful for people who come out to the comedy shows, Mm -hmm. but that really was a dope evening. And I had a really good time. Multiple sold out shows, multiple. And you know, Roy, uh, if I can, I, that, that was also the first time that I had the chance to meet JG in person. And it was quite the honor, ma'am, I must say. You was working, you was doing your thing, you were buzzing around, I was very, very flat. I was like, wow, Jill, she's getting it, she's getting it. I saw what you was up to. So I was like, all right, This all the, right, all right. This is all you need to know about Jacqueline. Jacqueline, one of them people get everything done, somehow her phone battery never under 72%. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> phone was steady. That's what she's up. always about. Always on 72%. Cause she keeps a Mophie in the back pocket. I got that thing on me, young blood. I keeps a thing on me. Okay. Okay. She was a lot taller all than right. I thought, too. A lot taller. A lot taller than I thought. I appreciate Let's... all of that, but you know I really want to know. So forgive me. I'm sorry. Let's get to the shit. So <laughs> last week, y'all got me all hyped up. See, that's why you can't listen to your friends. <laughs> because your fucking friends will get you hyped up for something and then you be sitting at the house going well maybe i should maybe i should put my name in the hat for jeopardy i didn't think about hosting yeah yeah hell yeah so i email my people and um i say hey man Go on, put my name in a hat, see what they need. If they need a co-host in November, December, I know they're still figuring it all out. And then I got this email um, from my manager. And, you know, I, I'm I'm going to let you read it, Jacqueline. I just sent it to your phone there. Um, Did you really? I just sent you a copy of the email that was sent to me. And this this email, I received this email the day before the official announcement came out mm. about Jeopardy. Just read the top email from my man, Ryan. So you're going to have me read something that's sad? I just want you to read just just the top reply from Ryan. This is in reply to me following up to him going, hey, man, is Jeopardy going to let new names go into the hat? So the first line, we got word that this is all closed up. A statement will be going out soon that all remaining episodes in the short term will be hosted by Keith Jennings. Ken and Jennings. Yeah, I guess. Ken say Jennings it. and Blossom. Read the second read the second sentence. This is the important part of the email. They decided in the end not to really focus on people with strong comic backgrounds because they felt it <laughs> would take the brand in a different direction away from the academic 
serious tone. Ah, you were never motherfucking qualified and you never had a chance in the first place, bitch. How dare you? No. Bruh, that, that, that is, that is low-key kind of, dis- that's disrespectful, son. You don't, it's, you don't have a comedy background? No, they're right, though. They're right. They barely get to every question on the episode of Jeopardy. Like I said it before in the other episode, I can't clown you for not knowing some shit I don't know. At least with Alex Trebek, you felt like he knew everything. Ken Jennings, to his credit, is the most decorated contestant in the history of the program. So, so him hosting Blossom. it makes sense. Justify Blossom. She played a smart person on a <laughs> CBS sitcom for 10 seasons. She's played a smart person on two different shows. Because she was smart on Blossom, too. She's I'm not watching Yeah. Mm. Mm. Why are you angry about LeVar Burden? LeVar Burden is past this. Y'all gotta stop being mad on somebody else's behalf. I'm not mad about him. I'm mad about you. I want to see you up there. I'm not watching this anymore. Down South Georgia girl said uh, Blossom got a doctorate. So so I guess I gotta back down. That's Dr. Blossom. I can't really say nothing about that. that that's so what if she got right a there. doctorate? Shit, I got Thank a bachelor's. You. True. True. 2.7. 2.7 GPA, respectively. Oh, my gosh. Respectively. Well, we had uh, a president it, who had a C average, but go ahead. It makes perfect sense, though. Jeopardy is not the program for the jokes and the yuck yucks. We are here to be smart. Because think about when Jeopardy come on. It come on right after the local news. That is true. It come on right after the local news, and then Wheel of Fortune come on for the dummies right after it. <laughs> That's why they back to back it. Let the smart folks go and get their thing. Then you let the dummy sit there, and then it goes into America's Got whatever, whatever contest, competition, right. The Voice or whatever. Well, Can I'm not just... gonna watch it, and oh, we'll see how the ratings babies. go. Why? I I understand what you're saying about the academic nature of the show. However, usually when there's a change of host, you bring something new to the table and now, this was an opportunity to do so ryan now, to mm. be to be fair to jeopardy mm-hmm. no ryan's my agent don't be I mad know, at ryan i right? know but still that's the only name i had but it, <laughs> you cannot expect jeopardy you, you you can you cannot you cannot expect the people of jeopardy to be bullied into what they want who they want as they host and also let's be fair jg they said that this is just for the end of the year until they know who the... Because really what this is, it's a competition between Ken Jennings and Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. It just boils down to them two. Unless a dark horse comes out the blue somewhere down the road. But I don't see why you should be standing in solidarity with me on a show that my name was never even considered for. That's the reason. That's the problem. It I'm wasn't considered. It wasn't considered. I know Alex wanted a black person. I wanted a black person. I still want a black person. So I'm I'm kind of with JG. I'm voting for you. Um, we need a black person at Jeopardy to, to make Alex happy as he sits down in the longest, you know, Jeopardy break ever and watches the show. I might cut my own audition tape. You know where I would flourish in Jeopardy? You know where I would motherfucking flourish in Jeopardy? When they do those that, that stupid chit-chat with the contestants. Alex Trebek, the best acting mm. I've ever seen is Alex Trebek pretending to be interested in people's hobbies. Oh, you're so wrong, but true. <laughs> yes. That's so true. It, welcome back to Jeopardy. So, I understand 
You make cat socks. Well, yes, I do, Alex. <laughs> and my socks, they love cats. All right. Good luck in the next round. And he would just go down from person to person to person. That's all the Jeopardy audition should be, is figuring out whether or not you can laugh in somebody's face. Okay, one more question. Dark secret. Because I know you want to let it go. I can see it in your face. At the top of the year, if these two people don't make it, I'm not going to hold you to it. Would you just consider it? I think you would be really good. Now, if you crap, I'd tell you that too, but I really think you'd be good. You know what I thought about doing, though? I thought about campaigning jokingly. Mm-hmm. Like the way, you know what I would do for Jeopardy? I would campaign in the way Donald Glover campaigned to be Spider Man. Mm. Think about oh. seven, eight years ago. Uh-huh. And it actually got a buzz. And they was like, yeah, nigga should be Spider Man. Yeah, but if you do it that way, man, it'd be Leo Deblin hosting. You'd have to do it yeah. with Leo. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Glover campaigned, and then they gave it to Andrew Garfield. So, yeah, that part. that's what getting internet, it's no knock on Andrew Garfield. My no. point is the studios are just going to do what they want to do. Uh, it's time now for Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. JG, did you ever ride the school bus growing up? Did you ride I the cheese? Did. Oh, yes. I had a good time on the bus. The school bus was easily... I mean, the, the, the school bus was easily one of the most meaningful, beautiful places, like in terms of learning social skills. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, school bus drivers, they kind of like, I don't want to say a step parent third, but they are in a weird way, part of your upbringing. Like they're part, because they're not a teacher, so they ain't got teacher authority, but they still an adult. You talking about the bus driver? For yeah. Real? Man, y'all had special, y'all had school bus drivers, special ones in in Alabama, in Virginia. They was all just racist extensions of school security, and all the black people was the trouble on the bus. There's only Damn. like two black people on every bus, so like oh, we grew up in Northern shit. Virginia. It's, hey, you black oh, person, no. be quiet. I'm, you, sorry, I'm the only man. black person on the bus, so they be, yeah, you so be quiet. Sorry. I ain't oh. even do nothing. I'm trying to tell you, I had a horrible time on the bus. I was so happy my man got a car in high school. Traumatic, yeah, was, seriously. If we was running ahead of schedule, our school bus driver would sneak and stop at McDonald's. Shout out to Mr. Edge. And also, shout out to Mr. Bradford, <laughs> bus 9018, Ramsey High School, 1994. What? Really? For real? Nice. Yeah. Nice. We drove by two McDonald's, and I do laughed at us. Like, yeah, all right, whatever. The Birmingham school system is a predominantly black school system, always has been. So inherently, most of the drive. Birmingham as a municipality is predominant. It's 80%, I think 75 percent black mm-hmm. so i always had black bus drivers man the only time we had mean bus drivers is when it was a substitute substitute mm. bus drivers are evil terrible people that still have duis on their records and somehow oh they are still allowed to drive these buses uh in birmingham alabama and you can go on google street view and verify what i'm about to tell you on loam avenue a block before Bessemer Superhighway near the Birmingham Metro Crossplex, formerly known as the Fairgrounds and the Racetrack, there is a bump in the road in the right lane headed towards Bessemer Superhighway on Lone Avenue headed toward the Bessemer Superhighway. One light from Bessemer Superhighway. There is a big bump in the road. If the school bus goes over this bump at more than 30 miles an hour, Everyone on the bus goes airborne. Yes. Jacqueline knows what I'm t- 
Like, That's I'm hit with traumatic. That. I'm hit with that. <laughs> Mr. Bradford, when we would beg him, we would fucking beg him, punch it, bro. Mm-hmm. Punch it. And he would fucking hit that bitch at about 55 and a 35 and a school bus. And like literally, like your cheek would touch the ceiling. Uh, like I'm not joking. Airborne. And it was the greatest thing. And I looked forward to it. Like to the point where we would be in the middle of playing spades on the bus. And somebody would just call out, the bump coming. The bump coming. <laughs> and we would all sit patiently waiting to be just tossed around. Y'all bus sounded nice. Y'all stopped at McDonald's. The driver did stuff for fun. That sounds real cool, man. I ain't had that. I ain't had that experience. I'm gonna have to live. Well, I'm sorry you was getting taken to a plantation every day, Ralph. My bad. Yeah, we had a great nice. time. It's all good, man. They used to frisk us. They didn't take us to the plantation. It was just a frisking. How just old frisking. are you being frisked as a kid? I mean, Northern Virginia was kind of dangerous. No, it wasn't. I was just black, but it's okay. No, it's not. So I say all of that to say. The state of Massachusetts has called on the National Guard to mitigate a school bus driver shortage. And this is happening nationwide. Because mm. COVID, because people are scared of these kids with no mask and unvax. And also some school systems are in, you know, having full vaccine policies coming into place. So a lot of children now, and it really is a crisis. A lot of these children, they're not getting home until seven o'clock. Because it takes that long for a bus to come and get them. Some of them are getting to school late. And when you look at a lot of lower income neighborhoods, the school buses literally, that's that's the red blood cells of education. That's what delivers the pupils to the classroom. So the National Guard are stepping up. The National Guard does so much weird stuff. That's why I'm doing that TV show with Fox about the National Guard. There's a whole episode right here. I can't wait. National Guard ain't all about hurricane relief. Sometimes you got to put on your fatigues. <laughs> Get on in there and dry that bus. What's, what's my assignment today, Sarge? Drones? Bomb tech? No, I just need you to drive these fourth graders and make sure that they sit down. Take them over the bump at 70 if they start acting up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's get in the worst and first now. Um... <laughs> Uh, RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com is how you get to be a part of the show. Uh, who do we have uh, joining us right now, JG? We have Jeremy, and he wants to talk to you about his time working at an adult store. What well, type of stuff is in an adult store? You want to um, have children. You go there to buy things that help you make children. Yeah. Like what type of things? Be more specific. <laughs> You know I can see you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just trying to see how far you and your Christian self is going to go. Well, there's things that uh, you can insert, and um, there are visual aids, moving pictures mm. that could sometimes help you. Jeremy, welcome to the job, fam. What's going on, fam? Hey, how you doing there, Roy, man? Glad to be man. here, man. Let's take it from the top. Where was this sex shop? What city? Uh, Athens, Georgia. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god 
what what was well i guess first off was this a worst job or a first job oh it was the worst job for me because uh it just happened like you know the economy had crashed it was like right after 08 and i was working somewhere else making pretty decent money and so you know how bad the economy was so took this job being a system manager at the sex store now you know i've my wife wasn't cool with it at first, but then I was like, look, it's way better than unemployment. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. go fair. to the job. First thing I now, learned. Paint the picture. Paint the picture real quick. Is this uh-huh. a traditional regular sex store with just shelves for rentals and sex toys? Or do y'all also have like the jack off booths? The, uh, no, the, no. The, we, the peep shows. No peep shows. It was a, huh. put it this way, it was an old uh, pizza place that they converted into a sex shop. So it was still shaped like the pizza place in a seedy so, side of town, too. Let's not forget that. <laughs> okay, so you become the assistant manager. Yes. Why does this job suck? Okay, the owner of the establishment is in jail. So you have to mail what? and email all your totals by a certain time. So he, you know, that correlates with his free time, or you get wrote up. And, and it was it was not with your typical, you know, I work at a sex store, it's supposed to be laid back. No, no. This was like the most stringent job I ever had. They watch you on camera and they'll call you like, hey, you're just standing still. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it, it was it was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, he was doing this, but is that legal for him to be conducting business from Absolutely behind not. bars? <laughs> Absolutely How's that not. Illegal? I'm okay with it. I think he's a little bit of a tough boss, but if I'm locked down, my business still, my fuck, I need to know what the money looking like when I... What the count was it looking like? How many double dongas did we sell? How many rubber fuck my faces? I'm writing all of this down because I don't know what a double donger is, but okay. Double sided, you know, know. double sided. It's like a, it's like a. (laughs) Jeremy, you don't have to explain. (laughs) Don't you write that down, JG. Don't write that down. You need to go pick up your Bible. I'm not going to Google it then. How were the customers as a whole? Like, did you develop relationships? Because if oh. they're renting porn, like, that's just a regular, oh, like, man. they in there every week for the camaraderie, right? Yeah. Oh, we had this one particular customer. I call him Mr. W. I'm not going to say his whole name. But Respect. he was a re- retired music teacher. And he, he was a strange fellow. And he would come in there every day looking for young men. And that was his only goal. Like, and I, and, and I, he was a predator. And I used to sit there and like, he'd look for like, you know, the homeless guys or the, oh. the guys that's, he was, he was, yeah, he was a terrible Jesus guy. Jesus Christ. So like, he's trying to like holler at him? Yes, holler, like, pick him up, take him back home. And he bought all did... the gay movies, the $50 ones. He spent $350, $500. Like he didn't care. How did you find out that Mr. W <laughs> was just in the, Like, did he come back the next day? Boy, remember that one from last night? Oh, he, Boy, he would, I yes. Took him back. Yes. He would really? come in there and talk. And, I, you know, at first, like I said, this was during that time, you know, because I was, you know, little, you know, I, I'm, I'm from the 90s. So, you know, I grew up in that era where we were homophobic and stuff like that. So that kind of helped wow. me, like, you know, because he was like off the chain with it. And so that kind of helped me understand. Cause he's, oh, you don't have nothing to worry about. You're not my type. And so that kind of eased my mind a little bit because I was like wondering, so like, like normalize the life. OK, yeah, I, yeah, it just, that. I was just like, OK, well, now I can talk to him normally. I mean, even though he doesn't rock like I rock, but, you know, it was just a, he was it's a, just about getting a nut, man. Let me tell you about this one I got last night. Well, yeah. both of y'all just comparing sex stories. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What was his type? He liked the. He said that dirty thug look is what he would say. He liked the little boys that had their pants sagging. And he said that dirty thug walk. That's what I like. You know, if they had dreads in their hair, like that's what he liked right there. And he had was come this a white man or a black man? Was Mr. W white or black? He was. He he was one of us, Roy. Okay, so it's a brother. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. 
But everybody has a type. Yes. And, see, and that's the thing that's interesting about working at a sex shop is that you know people's most guarded secrets. Our sexual proclivities are one of the things that we protect. Like, it could be years you could date someone before you show them what you're into sexually or how to even guide them in the bedroom through what you're into. And for fear, so much fear of being judged that low-key, what you were doing was very important and people being comfortable in a sexuality. Because you, you, you are the tip of the sword of the no judgment zone if the motherfucker mm-hmm. ringing up the porn looking at me weird yeah that right. i definitely ain't gonna be comfortable showing it to somebody yeah because we had to test every toy so if you came in and bought a toy i would have to put batteries oh in god. it to show you oh that it worked my god. because of course you can't get a refund <laughs> or exchange like once you walk out the door that's yours so i have to show you that it works before you walk out the door that was like the most humbling you know you see some woman you just, this thing just twirling around you just like, oh God. You like, like the motherfucker at the gun shop. All right, so yeah. you clear the chamber right here. Yeah. Like that with the clip. You pop it, pop the safety off. And then that's how you double dong. Enjoy it, man. So were you all making good money for the band who was behind bars? Because oh, I mean, yeah, we got our quarterly bonuses. I mean, it, listen, the, the perks of the job were like, you know, you got free samples, of course. Got to meet, course. got to meet Roxy Reynolds and Pinky. And, um, you know. Wait, so then y'all carry, like, when the porn stars would make, like, moles of their vaginas for people oh to masturbate to. And yes. they would, like, autograph yes. the vagina moles. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was, okay. We had the Roxy Reynolds real skin one. And it was, it felt authentic. I Like, I was in my head, like, if I ever, if I ever had a bad moment, I said, this is not going to be, this won't be $200. I won't feel bad spending right here. Because it was, I mean... I was just like, yo, I used, right. I used, to, I used to show people, but I like, look, ta-ta, look, I, smack, right. I was slapping on the butt. <laughs> All right. I, I have one more thing I have to know. Okay. Where is the owner now, and how long did you work there? I worked there for just over a year. Um, and so, okay, you know, the next going. day, I come back to give them their keys after I quit. They said, oh, you know, we had to change the locks. We charged you $200. We're going to take it out of your last check. I was oh. like, y'all just opened an hour ago, and I left here at 2 o'clock in the morning. I was just like, what in the world? Like, yeah, we don't know what you did with those keys. And I was just like, so I got mad, did some old young man stuff, knocked everything over, mm-hmm. and walked out. Down South Georgia girl pulled a little research for us, JG. Mm-hmm. Uh, California has the highest amount of sex stores, just over 3,000. Florida's number two, and number three is Texas. Mm, Texas Texas needs some more, because they got all them guns out there. Half them motherfuckers just need to relax. They just need them a Roxy Reynolds with the real, what you say, with the real skin? Real skin, cyber skin. Okay. So, wait a minute, who is this pinky person? I don't think it's oh, the don't pinky I was Google thinking her. about. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not the one not, from not Friday. For Friday. That's who I was thinking about. Oh, no, Jacqueline. No, no, no. Don't okay, I won't legendary. look this up. Yeah. I'm not going to look that you, up. Don't you Google that. Yeah. You're she, still on your work computer. You in high education. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brother Jeremy, thank you so much for calling in, man. I'm hey, sorry man, that you went through that. But, hey, man. Um, hey, look where I'm at now telling you about it. So it's worth, you know. you know. Shout out the pod real quick so everybody uh, else can fuck with it, man. That's the Frocast every Friday on all DSPs, man. Me and my wife, Queen Germ. And, my, you know, my producer, Be Easy, man. You know, we're on nappyafro.com. Just, that's what we do, man. Jeremy, I'm going to let you go before Jacqueline. Because Jacqueline got about eight, nine things yes, she got to Google. Yes. All right. So, hey, Tell man, your wife thank- I said hi. I will, I will. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, Roy, man. Great show, man. Man. 
Respect, man. Thank you, Pam. Thank All right. you. Let's, you know, we need to go to the break because we need to have communion real quick. We're going to take a quick <laughs> communion break. Amen, amen. Job fair. we'll be right back. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Mother's Day is coming, and Mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. JG, let's jump into the job fair now. Who do we have here on the program? We have with us Alan Brooks, and he's the Chief Creative Officer of Building Momentum. And basically, they help people solve problems with 3D printers, laser cutters, welders, and drones, and so much more. All right, Alan, you're going to have to break that down for me. Do you fix 3D printers, or do you use 3D printers to create solutions to problems that people have? Like, if I'm missing a brick in my house, you go, well, I can make you a brick with this printer. I mean, I would suggest you just go buy a brick for for that specific problem. Uh, as they they have perfected brick technology, um, it's more it's much more the latter. We actually help people learn how to solve problems on their own. Um, we teach people how to utilize 21st century tech, so things like 3D printers, laser cutters, welders, robots, uh, drones, uh, CAD, which is computer aided design and drafting, um, in mm. order to I did both identify a problem in their community at home, in the field where they work, and then say, oh, yeah, I know how to solve that now. I have the, the skill set to go back and either design the thing that needs to be designed and then print that thing out or use a welding, uh, you know, use welding to fix the, the thing that's broken. It's really about teaching people how to be problem solvers in their own worlds and then give them the confidence and permission to execute those solutions as best they can. So like training almost is what you're saying, kind of like, you know, showing people how to do it. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, our core, the core of our business, we were founded in, in 2016 to train uh, members of the U.S. Marine Corps in this stuff. So we've traveled all over the world to places like Okinawa and Hawaii and Kuwait to teach active duty service members how to be problem solvers in the field so that, you know, if Yo. something breaks on an MRAP, they don't have to like, spin up a mill in Yuma, Arizona, you know, and, and get it shipped all the way overseas, they can just run back to the barracks, you know, take some measurements off the thing that broke, print a prototype, see, see if that's even the right solution, try it, break it, try it again, break it again, and then ultimately be able to solve it for themselves with the skill set that we've taught them. So your company has federal money running through it? A little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, okay. So then let's talk about these positions with that, that, that federal money is going to be going yeah. into the market. The positions that you're hiring for then help me because I'm always I'm, I'm always fascinated by abstract forms of employment. That, that is definitely a good way of, of saying it. We uh, we are a unique company in that we have, you know, this core of our training. We also um, do a lot of meeting facilitation and we're really, we kind of call ourselves a, a creative problem-solving firm or agency or organization. And the three pillars of what we do is training, events, and experiences. And uh, we have positions open across all of those, those pillars. Um, we're looking for people who can teach technology. You don't have to be an expert at tech, but you need to understand it. And ideally, you need to be um, somebody who has the ability to deliver that information in um, – 
uh, a rel relatively rapid and uh, ex and um, executable fashion, right? So somebody who um, they might have spent time in a classroom, they might not have. They might just be really good in the room. Um, they might be somebody who self-taught themselves how to 3D print, or they might be an engineer out of Purdue. You know, we're looking for people with unique and diverse backgrounds that can execute that training in the, the most efficient and, and um, you know, uh, positive way possible. Expand on that diversity thing for me, Alan. What, what, what exactly do you mean by diversity? What are y'all like diversity and thought, diversity? And like, are y'all hiring black people? <laughs> Always, yes, please. If you can uh, do it, very much you so. can explain we, all this techie tech shit in a way somebody who doesn't understand it can understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always looking for a diversity of background, of thought. We want our staff to reflect the people that we work with. And we want to make sure that those, um, that diversity is reflected in uh, race, gender, uh, sexual orientation, uh, background of, of, uh, education, right? So I went to theater school. My partners in the C-suite are uh, electrical engineer, PhDs, um, former naval officers with chemical engineering degrees. Uh, you know, we, we have uh, people on staff who never finished university. We have people on staff who are um, self-taught drone experts. We, you know, we really are looking for people who come from every piece of, of background. And we always are looking to hire a more and more diverse staff in every in every role that we have. But what do you mean, like in terms of the background, what are you all looking for? How are you able to identify whether or not someone is right for this type of job? I mean, if you're if you're applying to be one of our trainers, we're going to be looking for people who understand technology, like I said. So uh, if you've uh, used a 3D printer in the past, if you have exposure to CAD or drones or um, you know welding, put that on your resume. Make sure we understand that you know even the base vocab of of this tech before you come in the door um and our interviewing process is is unique and it's it's rigorous so we really put you through a couple of different interviews in order to make sure that before you come in for that final interview which is about a four-hour experience where we send you some real life problems that we faced in the field we ask you to solve stuff in real time in the shop there we go and, okay right and so we we, we walk you through what the work is like during the interview process. So like Both a practical so we can get to know you as a person. Apply yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we really want to make sure that we're inviting people in who are ready to hit the ground running. It's a really hard job. It's a really fulfilling job. And so we want to reward that with our benefits. We offer, you know, four weeks paid leave a year. So it's a whole month off a year. And we want to make sure people use that time for, you know, going to the doctor, going to the therapist. We want people to spend time on vacation. You know, if you're on our training team and we're sending you to Okinawa for a week, stay there for a few days and recover and enjoy being in another country on our, you know, sending you there on our own dime. We have 14 weeks paid parental leave. If you have, uh, if you have a baby or you adopt a kid, um, you know, we, we 401k match at 5%. We have a gym membership to the rock climbing gym next door that we're a partner with. So we really try to make people feel like we are supporting them having a hard job, but also having the ability to balance that out with a fulfilling and a healthy life, you know, wherever they find themselves. These various jobs that you have, talk about the pay for them. I know it's a bunch of different jobs, but are you always above the money a certain with level? You. Talk is to it us always about the money. money? Sometimes well, a job is, a is job just fulfilling show. emotionally, and just you just want to feel good you don't about go to the work, work to be fulfilled. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You don't go well, to so work. Go ahead, Alan. Well, let me talk about 
how our company sees money first because we are Please. we are a bad we are bad at business, right? So business business school will tell you like here's what you do. You make water bottles, right? You make that one water bottle, you make the best water bottle possible. You only make water bottles and and just destroy the competition in water bottles. And then you figure out how to optimize that water bottle for the biggest possible profit margin you can to make as many dollars as you can above how much it costs to make that water bottle. We kind of care way less about that profit margin and we care way more about the impact that our company can have on our community and being a part of it, right? We, we say that the community is our profit and we solve for impact. We don't solve for profit. Um, now, this is not to say that we, we are, you know, paying everybody less than minimum wage and trying to make sure that they, they uh, spend all their time there because I hear you. Um, what, you know, we have, um, we pay every hourly employees paid a minimum of $15 an hour. Okay. Um, Virginia's minimum wage is seven twenty-five, and yes, we, all, you know, we more than double that. Um, Ralph knows because we apparently grew up four miles away from each other. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we pay everybody really competitively. Uh, in in the areas where we work because we have so many different parts of our jobs, right? So we have trainers, we have experienced experts, and we have event staff. And those are all three very different levels of work. And so we pay, you know, consumer with with experience across all those bands. Well, it is a service disabled veteran owned small business building momentum. Where can people go to get more information on the positions? You can go to buildmode.com. You can hit careers under about us, or you can go straight to buildmode.com slash careers dash page. And uh, honestly, if, if you think you're right, even if you have questions about it, because like, like you guys pointed out, we are a weird company that asks for a, a we want a weird and different and diverse and exciting background of people. Um, you can email me directly. My email is alan at buildmode.com. It's A-L-L-E-N. Dot, uh, at B-U-I-L-D-M-O dot com and just ask me. Hey, Alan, My Alan, time is the most valuable Alan, resource. Yeah. Alan, put your Twitter out there too. I go front, Roy. He found the job. He found us on Twitter. He's a listener. I did find you on found Twitter. us on Twitter. Aggressively found me on Twitter, bro. Aggressively. Well, thank you. My Twitter mm-hmm. is uh, Alan Seabrooks, but there's nothing there of interest to anyone because I basically used it to become friends with Ralph. Um, <laughs> that is a miracle if you found us on Twitter. We do not check that as often as we're supposed to. Email, we check um, every day. That's why I tell people email the show. I rarely bring up our social because we might not see that shit for a week and a half. Bro, he was on it. He was on it. Props to you, The Alex, company bro. Twitter is is Buildmo ALX which is short for Alexandria, Virginia, which is where we're, we're based and headquartered. Well, done deal. Well, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the job fair. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Alan. Roy, JG. Thank you, Ralph, Alan. Thank you guys thank so you much. I can't you. wait. This is great. Hey. Thank you. Mm. All right, guys. Now, there's a key thing that he said that I feel like y'all didn't notice that I peaked. What? He said, parental leave, hang on, down South Georgia girl gave it to us in the write-up. 14 weeks paid parental leave in the event of birth or adoption. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Or adoption. Sweet. So That's that sweet. means if you need a quick three months off of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you going? Just adopt you a child right quick. <laughs> and then you can kick it. Keep the receipt. Just keep the receipt. Adopt the kid. I should save this shit for scam of the week. This is scam of the week shit right here, Ralph. Oh. I don't. I don't know if we can. 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 Can you do that? Is that how it works? No. That's not how it works. Wait, Alan, you're supposed to be gone. Listen. 
Listen, the reason I'm on this show in the first place is I was a fan first. So I know how this works. I knew you were going to keep talking about me after I left. Yes. Alan, I'm adding additional knowledge to the people on how to maximize the positions at Buildmore. Okay? The, the, the reason why... <laughs> don't just go adopting i mean i'll go adopt children please we need to adopt more kids in this country we need to more we need to give as many kids homes as possible absolutely please do not use that as an excuse to get parental leave from my organization i there are many many ways that we can we can support you in in the work that you do in the balance of your work-life balance and 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 uh adopting kids just because you want some time off is not the, the recommended pathway. Oh, so I, I have two kids myself. Um, when, when I had both of them, my wife, who's a nurse, didn't get a single paid day off as for parental leave. Yeah. Um, the, the CEO of the company has kids. I had really crappy parental leave when we had our kids. He had really crappy parental leave when he had his kids. And all we cared about when we built that policy was to make sure that that new parents because we have a really young staff too you know they're in their 20s we're going to see a lot of them through you know getting married and having kids and we want them to have the best experience possible because it's also you know all about retention we want to give people the opportunity to have a place that's going to support them no matter what their lives are going to change so so many times so alan are you saying don't keep the receipt when you adopt the kids for that cancun trip is that what you're saying like you know take the kids with you is that what you're suggesting (laughs) Take the kids. I'm saying, take if the 14 you decide, weeks. if you're an, a building momentum employee and you decide to welcome a child into your life through birth or adoption, we are going to be there to support you no matter what to make sure that you have the best experience as a new parent because it is the hardest time of your life. Absolutely. But we have to. We keep, want to be there. But we have you. to keep. We have to keep the kids though. It it has to be a legitimate adoption. Please do not try to <sighs> manipulate the system. No. And and JG, I do remember you saying at some point you were in education in the past. If you want to send me your resume, you know my email address too. You gonna to try to poach me in front of Did my boss? Post- what is you doing? Hey, this is cold blood. Your boss is gonna tell you how to game my system, so I'm just trying to be mindful of how this game is played on the job fair. Thug life. Well, I will say goodbye to you again, and this time we'll go to break together. I'm, how about I'm we all go to the this break? Time. No, you stay on. We're going to all go to break. After the break, Rod for short will come on and help us break the ice. There. <laughs> Job fair. We'll be right back. Alan was not having that shit, Rob. He that came back awesome. on. He said, he said, he said let that me back up awesome. in this bitch. <laughs> This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Mother's Day is coming, and Mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit bartesian.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Job fair, we back in this thing. No updates as it stands right now, JG. I'm still not gonna be hosting Jeopardy. I think. Okay, I'll stay out of it. You know, once I get on a tear, I go. I I don't want you to turn this into some crusade because then it's also gonna be people that say Roy sucks, and then I'm gonna have to deal with hate tweets for a job I didn't even want. With us on the show now is a brother who I believe would be one of the most Interesting choices for Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. What? He is an intellectual. True. Mm. He is a raconteur. Ooh. What? 
And every now and then you can find him down at the Bode Hotel being some lucky woman's side dude. Yeah. He comes to us every week to bring you topics to break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race. He is the homie Narado, yeah. a.k.a. Rod for short. Always winning, never simping. Rod, what's going on with you, brother? What's going down, man? How, how's everybody feeling? I'm sorry you didn't wow. get the job at Jeopardy. Uh, the thing you were saying about Alex Trebek pretending to be interested in stuff people are talking about, the best moment in Jeopardy history was one time where he refused to pretend to be interested, and he had a woman on. She was like a, a teacher in Bowie, Maryland. Bowie, Maryland. Bowie. And they straight up came back from commercial to the introductions that Alex Trebek says, yeah, she's from Bowie, Maryland, and she says that uh, something she's very interested in is a form of music that I've never heard of, but it does not sound like fun. And then she starts to tell him that she's into nerdcore hip hop. And it's about how you rap about nerdy shit and how like you're alone and you can't find a romantic partner and you like math. And then Alex Trebek goes, for losers, basically, is what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> Trebek with a burn. What? The funniest shit ever. <laughs> Do you know I would have made a five-minute meal out of that as a comedian? <laughs> and that's why a comedian cannot host Jeopardy. You cannot do it. I want to see OJ okay. Simpson hosting Jeopardy. Okay, let's start. Oh, <laughs> let's just start. We'll bring Rod on to help you all find oh, topics sure. to bring yourself a little socially closer to your co-workers. Close that cultural divide if you will Rod I'll let you kick it off uh, What who we starting with first this week actually this week uh, I, I want to talk to everybody got two topics for everybody can, can bring up across okay. all cultural so barriers a black, so a black person could bring this up to a white co-worker and uh -huh. vice versa okay yeah yeah everybody can talk about this um, first up uh, an, an Amazon driver in North Carolina, yeah. a black man by the name of Nicholas Mayrant was recently fired from Amazon after a customer called to complain after chastising him for the way he parked his car on the street in front of the house and for walking through his grass. Um, he was fired but it was after making a complaint that the customer called him the N-word on the phone call where he was complaining about him. And to make matters even weirder, the man doing the complaining was a manager from Amazon by the name of Brad Boykin. And he was the one who called that man the N-word and complained and cursed him out. And somehow the black driver was the one fired for that. Who do you fire, JG? Okay, I know there's some more variables in here. Oh, of course. Racism is the variable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty accurate. I was thinking racist people, but okay. I don't think you fire him, the delivery driver, because he did not do anything that I'm aware of. To be called that word no matter what, unless you're in a rap of song. Of course. We shouldn't be using that word. So I need to know what else is going on there. What was the verbal altercation between the two of them, Rod? Now, oddly enough, like I said, the guy turned out to be a manager at Amazon also. <laughs> and he was recently fired 
for bullying and harassment, but that didn't get the driver his job back. So I don't I like like I understand what Roy's question was about the HR thing. It's like, okay, what did he do that was so wrong? Like what policy did he violate that got him fired? when he was the one that was chastising called the N-word. I guarantee you that that driver either works for a racist uh, distribution center or he was already on strike two off the mm-hmm. top and like the, and parking on the grass or parking catty well, corner. Say, the first thing you said, the first two things that you said when you set this up for HR was that he parked incorrectly and he walked across the grass. And and those are technically kind of violations. Like the drivers, that's rude. To, to that's ticky tack to fire someone over, mm-hmm. unless you were looking mm-hmm. for a reason to fire them. Mm-hmm. Racism. Yeah. That's like that's like the time I got ridden up at Subway for like cutting five inch, six inch sandwiches. <laughs> you got ridden up. That's not really ticky tack. You owe people six inches and you hit them with five. I mean, yeah, bro, you took a full inch. I mean, how is how is how is that ticky tack? <laughs> Two bites. That what you was gonna do with them two bites? That wasn't gonna be the tie breaking you being hungry no more, or not? But I mean, rich people don't really go dine out at Subway. So if you're ordering six inch sandwiches at Subway, that means you two broke the uh, afford a foot long. So you need that extra motherfucking inch, though. Right. Or you, you can give me that dollar twenty nine back. You know what I'm saying? You, know you can take two inches off a of foot long, bro. You said giving people eight inch sandwiches out this joint. That's crucial. <laughs> Let's flip the script for everybody. What else can people talk with their coworkers about this week? Uh, recently, there was a, a television show announced called The Activists, and it was supposed to be American Idol for social justice reform, a show really? where three celebrity judges, and for this one, it was Julianne Huff, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, and Usher Raymond IV, they were going to judge six activists who were going to bring their, whatever their, their situation was, whatever they were so fighting for. So instead of for, singing, whatever your social justice cause is, that's what you Yes, mean. you bring your so cause like to the show. Shark Tank meets American Idol? Yes. Uh, it was like three teams of two, and they were going <laughs> to present, uh, show what they do, show what everything is all about. And then the there was going to be a musical act at the end of every show. And then the judges were going to decide who wins to go to the G20 World Leaders Summit to present your plan to a bigger stage. And of course, everybody was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah, Down South Georgia Girl just sent me something. They say CBS has decided to retool it into a one-night event and not a full-blown show. Yeah, that is smart <laughs> because basically judges are deciding which cause is the most meaningful or the least meaningful like that is very odd and how that do you judge odd. that like is it is it hey, the I'm children sorry. we got to be versus like the traumatic women it just, i don't know it feels like a, a what do they call it like almost like a poverty porn type of situation like who can make the saddest yeah. grip uh, on your on your like who makes you cry harder malnourished children or you know, PTSD soldiers. Here's what you don't want. What you don't want, and CBS was smart, and maybe I should say right here, uh, Roy's Job Fair is a product of Comedy Central, which is a Viacom property (laughs) and iHeartMedia Incorporated. Where CBS was fucking up is that (laughs) they knew that you cannot have a show where if the final round comes down to, like, dead dogs versus 
versus child some trafficking. child trafficking or stop Asian hate. Like, do, do you want to be the judge? Do you want to be the judge that chooses between <laughs> child trafficking and stop Asian hate? No. Yo, could you imagine their Twitter after that shit happens? Come on, dog. Oh my god. It oh. seems like a Saturday Night Live sketch come to fucking life. It's such a weird ass thing. Like. Like, the one thing I know about television shows is that nobody says this show and then everybody goes, cool, it's on air. So this had to be ran through all the proper channels. And for some reason, everybody kept saying, yeah, this is wonderful. And I don't understand how this gets past a passing joke in a sketch show and not, we're going to actually do a real, we're going to make this, we're going to make people cry. And then at the end, we're going to pick one person who gets the million dollars to do it and everybody else can just go fuck themselves. <laughs> Such a weird That's ass so concept. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the only thing that would be more painful to watch is if they had something called GoFundMe the show. <laughs> <laughs> what? And you call the 800 number to donate to who you want to donate you have, to. <laughs> you have 10 people all with GoFundMes, and it's four mm -hmm. sharks, and each shark decides, you can only pick one GoFundMe from that episode. So it's just 10 sob story. Every Heart moon, it's, hey, help me help me make a TV show. Like, there's always something like that. But the other eight GoFundMes, they died. Here's the hard times. Here's the situation. Please help me. And then they just go, yeah, not sad enough. Thanks right. for playing. <laughs> and then right. hit a button and you fall through a trap door like Ellen's Game of Games or some shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. Like, like in Christmas this. Story where Santa kicks you in the face yeah. and you fucking go down and how, how, how. Yeah. The podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can find it wherever you find these podcasts. Rod, uh, I bet you would do, sir. Wait, and, um, you're gonna let him get out of here without telling you how he got from under that woman's bed last week? Really? Oh, we don't have time. Okay. Oh, man, we don't have time. We have to play secrets, it. man. You can't be out here just out, yeah, out and play us like that. Right, I'm gonna call you. People do need to know that kind of stuff, though. People might, other people might be in this situation. Okay, right. So if you're trapped in a woman's house when her man come in, <laughs> how do you sneak back out? You call the cops. What? Because fucking somebody's woman is not illegal. So what I did was I called the cops. The cops showed up to the house. And when I heard them open the door to talk to the police, I just politely stepped on out of the house, walked right past the dude and the cops. He was upset. But I was just like, what are you going to do? Be my ass? You going to shoot me? The cops are right here, my nigga. Like, it was like, who are you? I'm like, hey, I was just upstairs fucking this girl. And I'll see y'all later. <laughs> my apologies. These are, story to tell. These are the stories that black people should bring to life if we want to bridge the gap between the black community. I apologize for asking. And the police. Yeah, that's what you get, JJ. You should have just, I tried to get him out of here. Yep. You did. Rod, we'll get at you next week. Bless up. Thank you, Rod. Bless up. You're welcome. No. No, I'm not. Bless up. All right. Scam of the week. JG, I'm very excited to talk to this brother because he he's he his 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 podcast swims in waters that I've always been curious about, but I'm not connected to at all. Um and I'm also excited about the scam that he's got. So uh who do we have? We have, now. we have Jamel Johnson, and he's the host of NBA Storytime Podcast, and it's an innovative stand-up comedy story 
Storytelling Podcast. So, Double J, welcome aboard the job fair. I hope that you are not contacting us from under a woman's bed. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, best use of the good. cops, though. I like that. I like, I've never heard the cops used so well. What execution. Roger Savant, man, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Nah, that was hard, body. I like that. So, tell us a little bit about the podcast first. I, I want to I wanna talk about that out the gate. I know we're going to get to some scams. You a brother, so I know you done seen some drama here and there on the job at some point or another. Absolutely. Um, but the the podcast, you know, you all basically, you know, if I'm if I'm telling this right, you know, you all tell a lot of these. Like I'm a baseball head, right? And so I love hearing the stories in the baseball world of just the things that people. It never made the national news, but hey, this crazy thing happened. It's like the Doc Ellis guy from the Pirates who threw a no hitter on acid. Ellis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then a pre a then there was another game with him, Jack. A hero, straight Roll rebel, out. JG, rebel, and he he told a team one day, he walked over to the Cincinnati Reds and told them before the game, tomorrow I'm going to hit as many of you with the baseball as I can when oh. I pitch. See you tomorrow, and he got on the mound, and he fucking hit him. He threw <laughs> at every single play. I think he got thrown out the game after six batters. It might have been five. So it's that type of stuff I love. So with NBA Storytime, first walk me through how you all decided to do this podcast, because this is when I started doing the shutdown, right? Yeah, yeah. This started um, last summer. I, honestly, I think we started before the bubble even hit, like, you know, the playoff bubble last year. Me and my guy, Peter Moses, we got another basketball show called Air Buds. He's working over at a network. He's like, hey, we're looking for somebody to host. You love ball. What do you think? And then kind of brought me on. And then we co-wrote a bunch of stuff. I wrote a couple myself. My guy, Harry Swartow, wrote a few. And it is those, like, um, lesser known, some stories lesser known, some stuff that was big but you forgot about like when Shaq and Akeem were about to play one-on-one -on -one for Taco Bell on pay-per-view. Pardon me. Yes, I don't know. 1995. Yes. That's, that's me. That's high school. That's peak Shaquille O'Neal. That's rapping Shaq. It was right after Shaq lost to Akeem in the finals. And this was all to promote the brand new double decker taco. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's that's crazy. I could, I could just a see both of them versus for a taco. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I would I would watch a basketball versus. Yo, basketball versus would be pretty good. And it's just I'm them blown out playing their own highlights. Like they don't even do this shit live. It's like nah, but look at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. So, I know that you're a comedian from the D.C. area. Um, I know you had Virginia. a chance to hop on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, pardon me. There, the DMV there. Did I cover the whole... Nah, man. We, oh, we say the area, Listen, man. So we don't say the DMV. I'm, I'm from the area, B. Don't I, I do would that have to accepted us. it. It's all, it all works. It Jamel, all works. Jamel is a very... He's always been a very peaceful guy. He always is there to 
to keep it calm. You know what I'm saying? So if he saw somebody saying the DMV or getting in an argument, he'd be like, I, I represent both. That has always been yeah. Jamel. He's I'm doing good brother. to even recognize the DMV as the DMV because I came up at a time where anything north of DC was New York. <laughs> it's all New York. That's how disrespectfully ignorant. That's Philly ain't there. All right. Uh, yeah, Philly just doesn't it's exist. Delaware, none of that. It's New York. We didn't even start putting East Coast cats into separate buckets until college because when you see them every day, you can see the differences. But in Birmingham, you don't meet anybody from the East Coast. But then when I got to college, I go, oh, that Philly motherfucker kind of different from that Jersey motherfucker. <laughs> And then they be like, that's what I'm trying to tell you, son. Same way Alabama ain't, ain't Mississippi, right? Well, I did. <laughs> and then y'all turn around and call all of us Bamas, but you sitting here yeah. getting offended. Yeah, okay. it's, no, it's, you're making some good points. Bamas. <laughs> so you did your thing with Kevin Hart's Heart of the City on Comedy Central, which is still available on Paramount Plus. Thank you. Hey. Uh, a dope night. Dope night, sir. Dope night. Before stand-up comedy, though, dog. I gotta know. I gotta. I love a good scam, and this is why we have people on on this part of the show, is to really dig deep into some wild shit that you've seen or heard on a job. I ain't saying you did it, but maybe you seen somebody do it. Hey, you know, uh, I, and I'm glad you tapped me for this. And I don't know how the statute of limitations works, but I also don't <laughs> give a shit. I used to steal <laughs> gas. I'm sorry. I what? Was, I was stealing uh, gasoline. Pump and run. Yeah. Uh, pump so and I, go. Was, I was working at a uh, car dealership. Uh, I won't say which one. I worked at a few. And I was uh, at this particular car dealership. I was a lot attendant. And so my job was to basically make sure cars were clean and full of gas whenever they got sold. Okay. And they had a deal with the gas station across the street. So whenever a car gets sold, I get handed a voucher. They're just like, just give them the voucher, fill the car up. Don't matter the price, just give them the voucher. They know what to do. Mm. And so basically, I mean, sometimes a car won't get sold after that point. People change their mind. They decide the guy selling them the car is racist or whatever. They leave. You know, there's a thousand reasons that a car won't yeah. get sold at, in the last hour. Mm. And so sometimes a car would already be full of gas or close to full. <laughs> I was paying the little four bucks out of my pocket and then I would keep the vouchers. You feel me? Yes. Uh, so everybody's happy. They got oh, a car. You know what I'm saying? It's got gas in it. We don't the need The voucher to is a full tank. But if the car only needs $10 worth of gas, then you basically came up on... If the car only needs a quarter tank, you still got a voucher that could get you a full tank. So you just pay for the quarter tank. Precisely. I didn't know how much gas costed for a whole calendar year. I was really giving my shit off. <laughs> so are you flipping the vouchers? Are you still... Or is that just your way of getting gas on a regular basis? Well, I see, I tried to go there, but, you know, when you, when you bring the homies in, the homies make things hot. You kind of gotta, you yeah, gotta keep somebody the best gonna go scams to, to yourself. Mm. Yeah, yo, that is probably the best advice that's been given on this this segment. Keep the best scams to yourself. Mm. That's how I got caught. Exactly, because then your man is gonna go right on Facebook, tell 
the six girls he's talking to. Hey, you know what Jamel did the other day? Oh, da 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 Okay, I got a sidebar, and it's gonna take you back for a moment. I'll just say, welcome to Radio Shack. You've got questions, we've got answers. I worked at Radio Shack. That was the easiest job in the world. How did you get fired? I just didn't want to sell phones a lot. See, I was working at Radio Shack in the, their dying days. Mm-hmm. And they decided that they wanted to get into the cell phone game. Okay. But the shit was all by commission for us as employees. So it's like they're leaning on us to like sell these phones. But it's like, it's Radio Shack, bro. People come here, they already got phones. Right. You came here to get one battery. You came here to get a fucking <laughs> a, a radio transistor. You're at the radio shack. You're not at the cell phone shack. <laughs> and I was just going to work and not really pressing anybody out about buying phones. And then my boss was like, do you really want to be here? And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I don't. Neither <laughs> does he. I've always hated that question. Because the do you really want to be here is nine times out of ten asked by someone that don't want to be there either. Yeah, none of their us want to be here. Everybody here is broke. What do you you want me to work hard? Like what do you what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. The website, am I getting this right? Broccolihouse.com. If people okay. want to know more about you, your stand-up comedy, um, the wonderful music. Uh, that you and your partners do, Romaine and Lettuce. Hey, um, shout out Romaine. It's all there. Shout out Romaine. The socials are all there. Go to broccolihouse.com. The podcast is NBA Storytime. I'm assuming that's available anywhere podcasts are available. Absolutely. Well, look, Jamel Johnson, brother, thank you so much for coming on the job fair. Thank you. Good to see you, home. Good to see you. It's nice to yes, meet sir. you. Likewise, likewise, likewise. All right, Ralph. Keep killing it, Jamel. Keep killing it. Represent. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> That's the show. Royce Jaffair is a product of iHeartRadio, Comedy Central, and South Park and Princeton Productions. I guess I should plug some dates since we're kind of getting Please. to the end of this tour before I get off the road for a little while. Bloomington, Indiana, I'm coming your way this weekend. Um, Sacramento, Peoria, Atlanta. And then Fort Collins, Colorado, we added before Denver uh, the week of... Uh, just go to Roy Wood Jr. See, this is why I don't plug dates, because then I start listing too many cities. RoyWoodJr.com uh, for more information on that. And we got a really nice email. We got to read that next week, too. So much shit to do. Uh, JG, you are the white blood cells that keep everything flowing smoothly on the show. It would not happen without you. Sir Ralph... I'm very thankful and appreciative of you as well, good sir. We didn't get to hang and drink the way we need to at City Winery, so we'll have to arrange for a different time. Y'all boys didn't expect me to go hard on a Monday and Tuesday like it was a Thursday and Friday. Y'all make my Wednesday all kinds of them. I'm sure you and your wife had a long discussion on the car ride home about who was going to be the responsible parent the next morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, my mother-in-law. That was, that's easy. What happened. that was an easy discussion. That was, <laughs> that was an easy discussion. It was no... This has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.